0: Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning, the final from PNC Park in Pittsburgh. It's the Pirates 6, the Indians 3. I'm David Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And this has to be a quick episode today because it has been a crazy uh, few hours, um, you know, 12 hours. So last night, I actually went out for a bachelor party. I went downtown, West 25th Street. If you're not a Clevelander, if you're one of our international listeners or spread out around the country, West 25th is like uh, the cool street with all the bars. It's got a bunch of breweries on it. Uh, It's the place to go hang out right now in Cleveland. And uh, we went out on the town. It was bizarre. It was strange. Uh, But then I had to do a 6 a.m. airport drop-off this morning got back, still have to take the dog out for a quick walk, and then I'm going to play old man softball. So it is going to be a super quick episode today. And there's not much to talk about in this game because the storylines really boil down to one inning. It boiled down to the seventh inning, the only inning that the Pittsburgh Pirates scored any runs in. And uh, yeah, it was a really bad loss for the Cleveland Indians yesterday. They had a chance to make up some ground on the White Sox, who are getting their butts handed to them by Houston right now. I believe they lost that game yesterday. Last time I checked, they were losing that game against Houston yesterday. And yeah, the final was 7-3 to in that one. And the Indians were up to nothing for most of this game, thanks to a couple solo home runs, until Brian Shaw came in. And look, the Brian Shaw redemption story was good in April. Alright, in April, Brian Shaw had a 0.9 ERA in 10 games in 10 innings he had given up one run, two hits, six walks, 11 strikeouts. His WHIP was 0.8 in the month of May. Okay, the ERA creeps up a little bit. That's fine. Still a very good 1.69 ERA, 10 and 2 thirds innings in uh, May in 12 games. Gave up four hits, two runs. Not bad. 10 walks though and 14 strikeouts. That WHIP climbs to 1.31 for the month of May. 10 walks, okay? That's a sign of things to come because for the month of June, his ERA is at 9.82. In seven and a third innings, he's given up nine runs, eight earned, two home runs, eight walks, and 10 strikeouts, and he's got a whip of 2.32. Look, I'm not saying that Brian Shaw is done for the season, right? He clearly has some command issues right now. He clearly is struggling finding the strike zone. What I'm saying is that maybe Brian Shaw doesn't belong in high leverage situations right now. It was great in April. It was pretty good in May. It is not working in June. He's given up runs in his last three outings, two against Baltimore and then the one against the Pirates yesterday. He's given up runs in his last three outings. You can't keep putting them out there when we have the lead in high pressure situations. You have other arms in this bullpen that you could flip with. You could put Maton in some of those high-leverage situations. Sandlin. Sandlin definitely belongs in those high-leverage situations. Um, So those are two guys you could use to set up for Karinczak and Klase. And I know you're probably saying, Davey, wait a minute. Didn't Karinczak also come in and walk guys and give up a three-run home run? Yeah, he did. That's what happened yesterday. So it was walk, walk, a home run. Um walk walk home run that was that was how it went down Uh, he walks gamel he walks newman and then gives up a home run to michael perez now this is the bottom of the pirates uh, uh, lineup too this is gamel is the six hitter so he's walking six seven and giving up a home run to eight and then walks the pinch hitter for the pitcher position so he walks the nine spot in the order uh kai tom who is kai tom who is pinch hitting Then they bring in Karinchek. He immediately walks Adam Frazier, and then uh, he strikes out Key Brian Hayes, and then he's battling Brian Reynolds and gives up a home run to Brian Reynolds on a high fastball. And, uh, yeah, it's Karinchek. Karinchek will always be frustrating like that. He He is a guy who is going to be dominant for six, seven, eight outings in a row, and then he's going to come in, not have the command, put a fastball down the pipe, and give up a big home run. We've seen it before. I think that's just kind of what you have to live with with Karinchek. Cech. You have to take the bad with the good, right? Just like you kind of have to, uh, I mean, you have to do that with some relievers. You just have to do that sometime, and I think there's plenty of teams out there that probably feel the same way about their late inning guys. Like, look, you just, you kind of have to take the good with the bad and just deal with it. So, Brian Shaw, I think the first storyline is you need to get out of those high leverage situations. Samlin, I think Samlin is the perfect guy for that and a little bit more for Phil Maton. Maton is the same way as Karinchek, where he'll look dominant, look dominant, and then just get completely destroyed. It hasn't helped that Francona's been leaving him in for two, three innings to try to save some of these starters that get blown up in the first inning. Speaking of starters, uh, the starter for this game was Quantrill and he did not do terrible. It looked like he might lose it somewhere in the third or fourth inning. It looked like it might get away from him, but he was actually able to hang on his line on the day, five innings pitch, three hits, no runs, only two walks and two strikeouts. He really did a good job of controlling things. 77 pitches, 51 for strikes. So he was really pounding that strike zone. Meanwhile, Brian Shaw, 18 pitches, only four strikes. I mean, if that doesn't tell you right there that the guy's got a problem, uh, I don't know what will. So, yeah, so Quantrill actually pitch competent. Once again, Hamilton uh, refuses to call him a starter, says we only have one starter on the team. I don't believe that. Quantrill is a starter now. Mejia is a starter now. You got to start thinking of those guys. Even if they're five and fly, even if they're because they're young, you don't trust them to go deep into games yet. They are starters on this baseball team, and you got to reframe your thinking. Uh, even if they're. Long openers, you got to reframe your thinking, and uh, I think both of them uh, have done a serviceable job. It's not going to be perfect every time, and, but Quantrill was really solid yesterday. Uh, he's he's he is starting to become more reliable. I'm starting to trust him more as a starter. All right, uh, the other thing the Indians did yesterday is obviously only hit solo home runs. Now, home runs are great. I'm not going to complain about home runs, but solo home runs uh, don't really get the job done. And and that's exactly what happens in this game, right? They're up to nothing on solo home runs from Harold Ramirez and from Rene Rivera, uh, both on hanging sliders from the starter uh, Crow, who uh, was a former Cleveland Indians draft pick a couple of times before he goes to college and eventually gets drafted. I don't know if he got drafted by the Pirates or ended up on the Pirates but uh, obviously, did not sign with us when we drafted him. And uh, the sliders he threw to uh, to uh, Ramirez and to Rene Rivera looked like he wasn't even trying. It looked like get me over sliders, just just kind of. They looked like they were supposed to be backdoor sliders or something like that. And instead, they were just spinners that both guys absolutely crushed for home runs. Harold Ramirez would actually get Richard Rodriguez in the ninth inning and get a solo home run off him. On a fastball this time. So, Harold Ramirez was locked in. In fact, Harold Ramirez, MVP for the day. I mean, that's an easy choice. When you hit two home runs in a game, especially a game we end up losing, so there's no really hero of the game. Two home runs in a game is a pretty good day. And uh, you get MVP for the day. His OPS is dangerously close to 800. He's at 792 right now. Still... Probably second on the team behind Jose Ramirez. Uh, Bobby Bradley is a very small sample size. So even though his ERA is over one, uh, it's a very small sample size still. So I don't know if I can consider Bobby Bradley the leader in uh, in OPS right now. Speaking of Bobby Bradley, so Ho- Jose Ramirez is out, right? He's got a big old bruise and a swollen foot. Hopefully that calms down. Hopefully that is feeling better in a day or two. Uh, it's good that nothing is reported broken, that it's just a big contusion, um, So, but it's hard to walk on a big bruised foot, right? It's hard to tie your shoes when you got a big bruised foot like that. Uh, so yeah, So uh, Bobby Bradley gets the vote of confidence and gets to bat in the three-hole, and he did have some opportunities. He came up with some guys on base and had some opportunities and couldn't get anything down yesterday. So We'll see if Bobby Bradley is back in the three spot today. Um, they're going against Brew Baker, who is a right-handed pitcher, so no fear of putting the lefties in there. It's going to be a lefty-heavy lineup again, and uh, yeah, we'll see if Bobby Bradley gets the three spot again and gets another chance at it. All right, like I said, I got to get out of here. That's all my thoughts. I wish there was more I could dig into and talk about, but it's one of those games where we were just kind of cruising with this 2-0 lead until the bullpen absolutely imploded on us. And uh the pirates, for as bad as a team they are, they're they're actually an okay offense. I mean, Adam Frazier is hitting 322 with an 838 OPS. Key Brian Hayes has an 860 OPS. Brian Reynolds, who hit the big home run, has a 925 OPS. And Moran, their fourth hitter, is 286 hitter with a 787 OPS. So the top of their lineup can hit; they absolutely can hit. So uh, it's something that the Indians' pitching is going to have to solve because we got to salvage a game here. I mean, this is this is brutal. This is the Pirates. This is the worst team in baseball. We should be mopping the floor with them. But coming off that series in against Baltimore at home, apparently it is really hard to get out on the road, and we have a lot of games on the road coming up. We got to play the Cubs. We go to Minnesota. So. We have to figure out how to salvage things on the road. All right, so thanks for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this very abbreviated Cleveland baseball morning.